0: Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin.
1: Welcome to the podcast. Concerts that made us. Interviews and stories. Tales from the bus. We love taking you back to when it all went down. The greatest live shows and the cheering crowd sound. It's concerts. Concerts that made us. Concerts that made us. Dot
2: What's up, everybody? This is Drew Elliot from Seven Stones, and you're listening to Concerts That Made Us.
1: All nice. right.
0: very welcome to concerts that made us
2: what's up everybody
0: i'm uh i'm really looking forward to diving into the band now and diving into your music and getting some insights so you guys released the album hate turns to hate on the 21st of april this album really takes no prisoners once it begins with break you know exactly what you're getting you're you're gonna get sucked in for some face melting rock
2: hell yeah i like that take on it it's (laughs) definitely uh uh it's definitely it it kicks you in the face you know right from the beginning and uh i you know we feel like it continues through the whole album you know with its ups and downs but uh yeah i you know we we worked really hard on this and uh it's good to hear some feedback man it's cool uh even talking to you right now so uh thank you
0: now it's been a long time coming. What was your experience making it and where did the influences for the album come from?
2: Um all over the place um for me uh, cuz we've gone through lineup changes uh so it is definitely all over the place with uh the changing of band members uh you know which I think a lot of people that have been in bands understand how that goes just you know differences happen but for me personally I have a mainstay of influences, you know, through the years of uh, Alice in Chains being a huge one, uh, Alter Bridge, Seether, uh, and then uh, on the heavier side, I guess it's more like Lamb of God, and um, you know, it's really, it's really changed our mindset. And then, you know, in, in writing fully, because I've always had them in the back of my mind. And it wasn't until later, till I got heavier, like maybe doing harsh vocals and screaming a little bit, and uh, and then when Isaiah our our guitar player joined uh, actually we had already had three of these songs recorded before he had joined. So um, when he joined, he added more of like a lip biscuit kind of style, that new metal kind of sound that you guys hear on uh, uh flyer fall or um, no safe bet. He He's that adds that little bouncy kind of groove in there. And uh, yeah, he's a, um, he's something else, man. Then Rich is always laying it down. You know, Rich is always, uh, you know, he's one of the other original members. And uh, he's always made it work. He didn't know anything about bass when we asked him to play bass. So he's kind of figured it out from
1: there. <laughs> <Christ> <laughs> and, uh,
2: the guy that recorded the drums was Adam Gann, our, our buddy, which he he decided to lead the band. But, the, you know, he had a, guy, a, a good influence. I, I think what he told me when he was recording drums for these latest tracks where he was like, I wanted to be that, that arena rock sound of like Three Days Grace. And I'm like,
0: hell yeah. You're not going to say no to that.
2: Oh, hell no, man. I, I mean, Three Days Grace is another band. Yeah, They, they were on my first concerts, too. So him saying that, I was like, OK, man, I, I trust you. I think you can get it done. <laughs> and then uh, Our new drummer now, Kenny. Uh, God, he's a he's a metalcore drummer at heart and uh, he's doing our songs justice. And I can't wait to actually write with him. So it's been a good God, man. It's a lot of influences kind of just accumulating into one. uh as i like to say a clusterfuck i hope i can say that
0: on here. you can indeed <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's only going to get like i think crazier maybe a little bit heavier and then we might go softer from here on out but uh this is what this album has entailed so far
0: <laughs> yeah yeah sounds good sounds good you picked no safe bet and hurt turns into hate to play on this episode tell us about those tracks in in particular
2: no safe bet was our you know that, that was going to be our big push for a single uh I guess because, you know, it's easy, you know, to, l- to listen to, but it still has a good groove and it's still rock. And I'm not yelling in people's ears as much. And I think, you know, we don't want to, I don't mind it, you know, but everybody else is like, Hey, I don't scream too much, but, you know, but still keep it in there. And, uh, cause that's still new to us. We haven't done that in the past. So, uh, but, uh, no safe bet, you know, it's, it's catchy. You can move your head to it. And we like that a lot. And, uh, hurt turns into hate just being the title track, uh, God, man, I, lo- I think that's actually my favorite uh, for sure. Uh, now it's fun to play and, uh, you know, it, everybody can relate to it. If you pay attention to lyrics, you know, whether it be a, a personal relationship that, you, you know, with, you know, a significant other or, you know, a friendship of, you know, you're not having a good time and you're really sad, like they're bumming you out over, you know, either a breakup or something. And then one day it just clicks and you're pissed off about it instead of being sad about it, you know what? You're like, I'm, yeah, I'm fucking mad. You know, <laughs> like, like being sad about it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm mad about it now. And, uh, it's, uh, I think anybody that knows that feeling they they understand it completely. And I think that's why a lot of people can relate to that one for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the album has been out for just under a month now. How has the reaction been so far?
2: So far, so good, man. Uh, it's been crazy. You know, the, this is our first time, you know, pushing and, uh well I keep saying album but I guess technically it's an EP because it's only seven songs but uh with pavement behind it and pushing it and releasing it through Sony and everything. So it's been very well received on our end. You know, of course we always we always want more.
1: Mm.
2: As <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a whole we always want more but we're we're very happy with what they're doing and how much they've helped us out. And uh everybody's been really cool so far. We haven't heard uh I know I think we got asked another question about like uh okay what have the negative comments been like and you know, I was waiting for that too. I haven't heard anybody like so, like <laughs> we had people when we first started out uh, of recording things. Uh, I remember somebody put on our Facebook like it was like, "Oh yeah, you guys hit me up when you need a lead singer that knows what the fuck they're doing." I was like, "Oh wow, okay." And and like I, I think that day I didn't have a good day, and I'd been drinking after that, and then I happened to see that, and it it kind of pissed me off for a minute, and then I started thinking about it, and I was like. That dumb motherfucker doesn't even know I write the lyrics like he wouldn't be he wouldn't be feeling these shoes at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me since you were drunk that you actually replied to him.
2: No, I kept it. I kept it clean. I I decided not to. Well, I could have. Well, not probably messed up anything. We were really small at that point, which we still are small. But at that point, it would have been minute and stupid to start shit over Facebook. I'm not that type so but uh, you know I've heard other people saying I was like well it could be better I was like well could be I don't see your ass on stage fucking doing it but uh yeah it's fine <laughs> <laughs> So uh we've been uh, I've been happy you know I, we've been evolving and I I have been too which you should especially in music you have to you don't want to stay still don't be stagnant So uh yeah everything's been positive though I'm going off on rants about random shit right now, but, uh, <laughs> but everything's been pretty positive so far. Unless you have something negative to say, and that's totally fine. I would love to hear it because now it's more like a constructive criticism type thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I've absolutely nothing negative to say anyway. I absolutely love the record. It's uh, it's great, especially when you're uh, in the car. Well, I find that I usually listen to most of my music in the car these days, but uh, it's just great to put it on and just cruise down the road.
2: Oh yeah don't get any speeding tickets hopefully it's not like that of you like hauling ass
0: anyway.
2: <laughs> but if you do it's okay too at the same time just don't get caught right
0: <laughs> if i do i'll send them your way <laughs>
2: no, like you gotta pay a ticket man oh
1: for what what the hell am i gonna do
0: <laughs> oh man and um, let's dive back for a minute to october 23rd 2016 when the band was founded what were the circumstances that led to the band being being started
2: Well, um, it was me and uh, our original guitar player, who's no longer uh, in the band anymore, but we're still good friends. Uh, We've been friends since high school. Um, I had uh, finished college, and I'd I'd come back home, and we just started hanging out again, and he was the one that was in a band. So I didn't start playing guitar, really, until college. It was just on acoustic. And, um, of course, you know, you do the whole college thing of going through heartbreak and being a whiny little bitch at times. Like I let do. And I started writing. And, uh, so by the time I got back home and he was a huge metalhead, So I was like, man, he's not gonna like this shit. Like I don't want, but he, you know, he got me drunk enough to where I played a couple of songs. He was like, dude, this shit's really good. You like, let's jam around. I'm like, okay. And so we hit up another buddy of ours from high school, Josh Kennedy. And, um, we just started playing and we were like, OK, we might be on something, you know, and, and at that point in time when I was writing, I was going to try to sell my music instead of being a band. It was never my thought of being a front man. It was I can write music, maybe be in a band, play rhythm guitar and have somebody else sing my words. And uh, that's not how that happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're like, no, man, you, you like you have a decent voice. Like, you should do this shit. I'm like, OK, I think. And uh, then we asked uh, Rich was a good friend of Josh's and uh he he was around at all our practices and writing stuff and he was helping josh with a lot of rhythm you know he's like go from here to here you know do that kind of stuff and we're like well if you're helping with drums dude you just pick up a bass he was like well i don't know anything and me and are like yeah we'll teach you we don't know shit about bass we didn't teach him a damn thing <laughs> he's not happy about it but uh <laughs> but he's made it work and he's been kicking ass and he's it's me and him now that are the original members but um yeah that's how it kind of it all started with just, you know, well, Abraham, you know, I, I kind of odd. Never expected any of that shit, but uh, good luck to him, though. We're all still good friends, us, Josh, and I know they're no longer in the band, but they're still good friends. And, you know, everybody's got lives and different things going. But if it weren't for them, of course, we wouldn't be here. So it's uh, nothing but love. Nothing but love.
0: Yeah. And at this stage so we'll jump into your, your history when it comes to music. If you can, can you remember your earliest musical memory? Earliest musical memory.
2: Um Holy shit, I've never been asked that. <laughs> right. uh, that's kind of odd. you know, it's like usually first concert or like, but I think my early of really diving in in into music and like getting a hold of it. It was either I got the uh, soundtrack to the Power Rangers movie,
1: right,
2: (laughs) (laughs) in like like the late '90s, and I remember, um, damn it, it was Red Hot Chili Peppers. I I remember that the the cover of uh, Power, like shit. I can't remember the name of the song right now, but uh, I just remember hearing that, and I I remember playing it over and over, and I was like, holy shit, you know, it didn't click with me then. Like, hey, I wanted to do this, and then I think another memory of being a dork that I am, but I mean, everybody plays video games, uh, was, I think it was on ATV. Fury two. I, uh, I turned off all the other songs that were on there, except two. No, three, actually. One was them bones by Austin chains. Ah, uh-huh. two was denial by seven dust. And three was, uh, shit. Rare was a, <laughs> Jerry was a race car driver by primus. And then, um, And then earlier than that, I I think it just didn't click until later, was my parents listening to uh, dad more of like country back then of like George Strait. And then mom and dad was or mom was uh, a lot of pop stuff. I remember Whitney Houston. Those are the ones that stick out. And then later I got into I was a huge Green Day fan, Really? like Max. It came out of nowhere in middle school. I just fell in love with Green Day so after like i was trying to show my dad some songs by green day and he was like i don't know that's not my thing and then between uh, him and my uncle they got me more into like van halen and acdc and zeppelin and stuff (laughs) they were like okay you can like the green day and shit but like listen to this (laughs) Uh, and so i guess that's where that kind of all started i know that's a that was a weird answer because i went through like like a decade of my <laughs> music kind of just changed everywhere.
0: No, that's the the type fans answer I like. But I know there's some listener out there sitting there now, saying he mentioned Power Rangers. I wonder which Power Ranger he wanted to be. So, which one? <laughs>
2: Oh man. It, you, I've always wanted to be the Red Ranger. Who didn't?
0: Yeah, you know? Yeah, true, true. It was either the, the black or the red one for me.
2: Yep. Yep. Those are the two those are the two options. It was the black or the red. Yeah. No offense against the Blue Ranger or anything like that. It was a <laughs> green, but it was either black or red. I don't I don't know why. It just kinda everybody wanted to be that guy, you know. Everybody wanted to be the leader.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And <laughs> you know, join your teenagers. I know you uh you spend a decade there. But <laughs> you know, during your teenage years, when you go to high school and all, I almost find that you find your community through music almost, and you find what music really appeals to you. So, what music were you being exposed to, and how do you think it molded you into the musician you are today?
2: Oh my God, uh, it definitely did. I can answer this backwards right now. It definitely molded me into like where I am now, of being more of a metalhead. Um, so, like I said in in middle school i went through this weird punk rock thing which nothing against it i still love green day to this day but um when i got to high school um abraham was actually one of the guys you know that i started the band with i met him my freshman year and josh my freshman year of high school and they kind of opened my mind a little bit more of getting me into like slipknot and you know uh, which i'd already listened i'd heard of them i didn't listen to a lot of them by then but uh, I'd always liked corn, but I dove deeper into corn. So it was like Slipknot, corn started getting into Killswitch Engage and Lamb of God, and it just kept getting like that. Was just where the heaviness started, and then God damn,
0: it, what is the name of the
2: band? Uh, a really southern band. I don't even know if you guys have ever heard of Maylene and the Sons of Disaster.
0: No, actually, that's a new one to me.
2: God, they were like southern metal, and it was just so different. Uh, like, it was, uh, it it definitely, I went through a huge mailing in the Sons of Disaster phase. You might want to look them up if you like, if you like that, like, southern metal type sound, because they, they were really awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever even heard southern metal. I'm intrigued to, to hear what it sounds like.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. If you listen to Tough as John Jacobs, uh, that's the name of the song, you'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear that southern accent of... Uh, Damn it, his name's Dallas. Uh, damn, I can't remember his last name. But he used to be the lead singer for Under Oath back in the day.
1: Ah, right. And he
2: he quit Under Oath and, and then joined Maylene and Sons of Dizat. Desai- I think that's how that went. I could be wrong. Nobody uh, comment and hate on me for being a complete dumbass in the music world. I can't help it. <laughs> it's been a couple of days since that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what I'll be doing for the evening, so diving into some southern metal. There we go. And, you know, your local music scene, what is it like? Is there much opportunity for gigs or do you have to travel further afield?
2: Um, there are opportunities. Sorry, I'm drinking a beer and it's making me, uh, (laughs) uh, but, um, there's good opportunities here. Um, it's, the genres are so wide. Um, Chattanooga is a, is a great place for music. It's, there's a lot, there's a lot going on and um there's a lot of americana there's um there's an underground metal scene that's actually pretty big and we don't really fit that bill right you know because i mean you know the hard rock genre i mean a lot of people are saying rock and roll's dead you know so um it's not dead to us at all uh so it is weird you know if you want bigger gigs for sure around here um you know we get we get lucky every now and then when a big band comes through, and a promoter will hit us up like, "Hey, we, we need you guys to play a show," which has only happened like twice. <laughs> but uh, and two weeks ago, we opened up for Buck Cherry because of that. So we get lucky in that sense because you know we've created a name for ourselves. But there's there's a lot of small venues around here that you can get into easily. All you got to do is you know get in touch with the right person, which it's, it's not hard. There used to be a great place called Ziggy's on North Shore. Uh it sadly shut down. Uh actually I think it's been about a year now. And that's uh, that's where we played our first show. But there's there's plenty of, of little venues around here. Then of course the big ones it's a little bit harder to <laughs> get into without being nobody.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see. I see. And as a concert Gordon, what concerts would you say have made you? Ooh.
2: Uh, I yeah, my first one for sure. Um Again, I was a freshman in high school, and of course I couldn't drive, so my mom and dad uh drove me and my buddy Don to a place called Club Fathom. I, I don't know if anybody gives a shit about the details that I'm telling you about where it is and all this no, fun jazz. No, no,
0: the- do do
2: But uh, yeah, it was Club Fathom, doesn't exist anymore, and it was uh some local guys that were really on their way. Uh They were called Mighty Sideshow. They were awesome, and Seven Dust was the headliner. And, uh, God, dude, it, it definitely, that, that night definitely changed me, changed my, my mindset about a lot of things like of possibly doing that. And again, I didn't do anything to further that for like another five years. It was just like, damn, that's fucking cool. You know? Mm. And so my parents dropped us off and, uh, I think they went to go see a movie or some shit and they came back, and picked us up. And I remember I got in the car, m- my mom kind of turned around and looked at me and she was like. How was it? And I was like, it was fucking awesome. I didn't say that. She'd smack the taste out of my mouth. I was like, no, it was awesome. She's like, could you see yourself doing something like that? And I was like, uh, yeah, that would be freaking cool. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's odd to be sitting here now knowing that we've played. I couldn't even tell you how many shows we played now, but um it's funny looking back at that and knowing that I had that thought, you know, for a little while. It left for a little bit because I went to college to play football and you know, of course, you know, you have bigger dreams. I'm too short to go into the like, you know, get actually get paid to play football. But yeah, I was more focused on that at the time. And of course, girls and partying and college thats where that kind of goes. But uh, I, I figured it out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I found my way back to music as much as I needed to.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You, you needed to have some life experience before you dove into it properly.
2: Exactly. And I think that's where a lot of people miss that especially country music nowadays. I don't know how much you listen to country music. I mean, we are well, I know, it's you got it's concerts that made us. Like I said, it doesn't matter what genre.
0: No, not really. It, not really. We uh, have all all genres on it. I wouldn't be the the biggest fan of country now, but I'd you know, if it came on the radio, I wouldn't turn it over.
2: It depends. It depends on what it is. It's newer country these days, there's only certain artists that you know, actually make you feel what like because of people life experiences now uh you know it's all about beer back roads you know like short shorts a beautiful girl and yes i know a lot of people say that but fucking eight people still buy it at the same time but those people a lot of the pop country artists don't write a lot of their stuff now because they don't have life experience you know yeah
0: yeah i've heard that all right
2: it's it's crazy right there's no feeling behind it there's no emotion you can't Project out to the crowd that you're singing to, like, oh, I've been there whenever you came for money and didn't have to work for a living. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. Uh, <laughs> shit. And I think that's where uh, a lot of people miss that. And I know for a fact that the four guys that are in Seven Stones, we work <laughs> for a fucking living. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, we work for a living. Hell, I was finishing up a, a back deck today before I, I I actually got to come here. Thank you. Actually, I think this got me off work a little bit early, too.
0: Thankfully, ah, you're very <laughs> <Yeah>. welcome. So <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. we could do this at five days a week, bro, if you want to. I'm kidding. I need the paycheck. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> hey, anytime you need an excuse, just give me a call.
2: <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. I got to make sure that you're not half asleep or because, I mean, well, 730 is not too late. No, no. It's not bad. <laughs> That's what I was so confused though. Whenever my manager told me about it, he was like, It's at 2 And I was like, Why? How is it at 2 30, and he was like, He's from Ireland. I was like, Oh, okie dokie, then that's a damn good reason for him to want to do this at 2 Yeah,
0: yeah, I uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think I'd work at like 3 a.m. for me or anything. You know, I'd be here and I'd be
2: like, Don't do that, especially you talk to my goofy ass, like that is not fucking <laughs> worth losing sleep over. <laughs>
0: Uh and um, when going to shows then what makes a good show for you? What do you look for in a show?
2: Ah oh, man, uh now being you know knowing the ins and outs of a lot of stuff, even at like bigger bigger venues, that's not like me like boasting my like what the fuck we've done or anything like that. It's more of uh, realizing what goes into what's going on um just a good live show uh, I'll listen to any damn thing. Honestly, as long as the performance is good, you know, people know what they're doing and people are having fun. They're interacting with the crowd. Energy is huge. Um, I wasn't really into like jam bands uh for a while. I don't know what it was. I think it was my me trying to be a metalhead in like high school that I didn't want to like fuck that. I want to go to that. And then you you appreciate the artistry of people standing on stage and just ripping it. And then you can feel it in the crowd, man. That that means everything. If the people in the crowd are happy, you're doing your damn job. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And that means a lot. Like, don't get me wrong. It's being a musician on stage. It's very selfish to a point of being like, all right. Well, for me, it is. It's very selfish. Like, look, don't fuck up. Play your shit. And then, like, make sure people have a good time. Hmm. do the best you can you know because if people don't like it they don't like it i understand but if you're doing what you can and they still don't like it then you can't change that you're not gonna you can't make everybody happy not everybody's gonna like you at the end of the day and uh so going to a show you know that's stuff i look for you know don't beat yourself up over mistakes because that shit happens man production quality you know it's speaker going out or like a fuse blowing that kind of shit happens and you can tell who people are whenever shit goes wrong for them if they keep playing or not and uh we've ran into a lot of those issues like a lot of the bands and we're not gonna stop <laughs> so I, I look for that <laughs> yeah. and just being real you know you, you can feel when somebody's being real about if they're talking to the crowd if they're being real with you and being personal that means a lot
0: yeah yeah, it it's, supposed to be an
2: intimate, it's supposed to be an intimate thing, not a a pantomime like, oh, this is a script I got to follow by and have no emotion behind it. And then I hope it never gets to that point for us because I'll smack myself in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. And your own shows then for any listeners that haven't caught one of them, give them the full experience if you can. What are they like?
2: Oh, my God, it smells. Oh, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> we have a lot of energy and we like to have fun. So uh, hopefully, God, I, we really want to play in different countries. And Ireland's definitely uh, also on top, by the way. Oh. Uh, we like to drink and have a good time. We want everybody to have a good time. Uh, we just come out, we do our shit. And, you know, we want the crowd to be involved. And uh, it's fun, man. It's it's a lot of fun. At least I have fun, you know, <laughs> and most of the, most of the shows that we played have been really good. Of course, you know, we've we've played those shows when there's only been like two or three people in the crowd, but everybody has that kind of shit. But uh, it's a, it's an experience in itself, especially if you, like, if you listen to our music and you come out and you hear a song, like, having people sing along with you means a lot, too. But, uh, you know, we, we come out and we get out there and have a fucking blast. And then afterwards, we like to party with everybody. So, uh, please, <laughs>
0: <if you're listening, laughs>
2: come to a show come hang out with us smack my guitar player in the back of the head he needs it
0: <laughs> right right yeah. and you've opened for as you mentioned book cherry you've also opened for Ingve mamstein and blackstone cherry when you're sharing the stage with guys on that level what do you learn
2: how not to be a dumbass and waste time <laughs> 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 it, that's kind of like where it's at um all three of those have been different experiences um i'm gonna not i'm trying to be i'm choosing my words wisely <laughs>
0: uh, yes. right
2: now uh cherry blackstone cherry they were awesome they were really cool guys uh so it was just us and blackstone cherry when we played with them and so that was a little bit more relaxed you know uh they had their sound check and then you know we loaded in we had our sound check. they were really sweet really cool dudes um and we got out and played a great show. We had fun. Uh, they kill it per fucking usual. Uh, Buck Cherry, we had another band that was with us, um, Seven Year Witch. Uh, they're also really good if you've never heard them. If you like awesome rock and roll, and they're also like a bunch of skinny dudes with a bunch of fucking energy, and they're really cool. So if you haven't heard of them, check them out. But um, they played Seconds, and then Buck Cherry came on. So it was a little more crunched on time like the sound check was a little more you know iffy but it was still still sound check at the end of the day and then you know to <laughs> you know to like keep your distance from like national touring acts too really uh, yeah just just in case you know you don't know how people are going to react but uh blackstone Cherry was cool buck chair they were really sweet um ingve i didn't meet him until at the end of our tour with him. Um, from what I was again, choosing my words, um, <laughs> he's an introvert is what we were told before we went on tour. Of course, you know, you hear all these stories about him in the past and the the Pantera video about the donuts, which I still find funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we we weren't allowed to be in there for sound check when he was doing it. And, you know, there was he had a very long sound check and and it kind of ran into ours. So sometimes we didn't get a sound check on the road and, you know, that's, that's annoying. So from that experience, we know if you're dealing with somebody of that profile, maybe not exactly where they are. Cause there's a lot of big people that do not act that way. Mm. But we have met one that does act that way <laughs> and we know what to expect now. And we know how we do not want to be, if we ever make it to that kind of level. So that is saying that, Ingve's crew the band all of them are really sweet people very talented we love them to death and um we wish them the best for sure you too Ingve. uh <laughs> at the end of the day it's just uh yeah man we we learned, we learned a lot from that that first one with him just we're not going to do this shit to somebody else basically it's <laughs> so, kind of the way I handled it but
0: yeah it's funny um it's funny, I've spoke to quite a few bands now that have opened for Ingve for and I'll put it this way, at the beginning of that question, they always say the same thing, I'm going to choose my words carefully. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm so happy that I'm not intoxicated, or I would have not chosen my words. <laughs> I, I pissed him off, personally, I pissed him off twice, and I thought we was going to get kicked off that tour i to God. I thought I was going to get this kicked off that tour, and I was going to kick my own ass over it. And I'm, I'm glad it didn't happen. It was over small things, but and he still doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know who the band is, which is totally fine. Uh, it just, uh, yeah, we choosing words. We learned what not to do <laughs> <laughs> or how to be. Let me rephrase it. We yeah. how not to do
0: that. <laughs> right. And out of the gigs that you've played, then. Is there one that maybe sticks in your mind as the most perfect gig experience you've had?
2: Most perfect gig? Those don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking mythical creature. <laughs> um I'm trying to think. Um, shit. Perfect. I don't know. Uh the Blackstone Cherry show. Uh that was that was surreal. I, I think that was um it was a local band opening for the biggest venue, with the exception of the arena that is here. Of us being able to open up for a huge name like Blackstone Cherry, and you know, getting off stage, and uh, I'm not even being able to stand in the crowd because I wanted to watch Blackstone Cherry and people coming up wanting pictures and shit. That was nuts to me. I was like, I'm from here. Like, I, <laughs> like we literally can take pictures of you at any time if you come to our other shows. So that was. I wouldn't say it was perfect by no means, uh, but nothing will ever be perfect for me. Uh, we can always get better for sure. But um, the experience itself, we had a, a good time. Uh, actually, yeah, it wasn't perfect at all because my my rig went out after like soundtrack. check went, <laughs> went great. My fucking guitar went out. Oh, man. I <laughs> all <laughs> I forgot about. We could hear it on stage a little bit. It was cutting in and out. And I remember looking at my guitar player and I was like, I really hope it's coming out in the house and apparently it wasn't but uh we still had a great time and then you know always taking pictures of people and like signing things it's like not a lot, not everybody gets to do that type of shit man so we don't take it for granted like we don't we don't go sit in the green room after a show we don't go back on the bus you know we we fucking hang out with everybody how big how small doesn't fucking matter to us we're we're gonna be there but i i think that show was i wouldn't i can't even say the p word i can't even say perfect but uh i I think feeling wise i think that was everything i could have imagined of how it it is of being uh opening for a big band like that and it happened to happen in our hometown
0: (laughs) right right and to flip it around not to get too negative now but is there one that you would say was the worst experience you've had and how did you deal with it
2: Oh my god! Oh yeah, I know exactly what sticks in my fucking mind right now. (laughs) Um, We uh, kind of this not the same thing. There was a local uh, festival that used to happen around here, and it was called Valley Vibes. And um, was that our first year playing it? I think it was our first year playing it. Sorry, I asked myself a question and answered it. Jesus Christ, (laughs) I'm I'm insane. I'm I'm a nutball. Um, (laughs) So. um, we started playing, and this was shit. I was sitting there trying to think. Uh, there was a single. So this is, uh, we had a different drummer at the time, and Abraham was still in the band. So this is an old, old lineup. that We've been through so many band members since then. But um, So we're playing this festival at like 3.30. It's hot as shit. And um, we're getting ready to play the, the latest single that we released, and it was me starting it out on guitar which my guitar player at the time didn't know the leads on. So we kick into it and my guitar rig goes out and I, the power just went completely on what we were plugged into. And, and I think I was more like, I'm not mad at him now. Like I I was just pissed off in the moment. Uh, the sound guy that was there. Cause he's like, we know the guy I, I, it wasn't his fault that the power blew, but, uh, I was just, I was kind of fucking angry. <laughs> I just remember was like, I just told these people we we're about to play this new single, and like a lot of people liked the song, and which there wasn't a shit ton of people there in front of our stage, but still, I want every show to act like we're playing fucking Wembley, you know, type stuff. Yeah. So, um, and I'm not a diva, it! now I'm going to sound like a diva for saying I'm not a diva. <laughs> But I was just irritated as shit and we had to go to and it was like we only had three songs left and they were all my leads that he didn't know how to play. So I literally just sat my guitar down and I remember I looked at um, Scotty, our other manager, and I was like, grab me my bottle of Jameson. And I was just like, I'm fucking pissed, man. And he grabbed me that bottle of Jameson. I started drinking it and we ended up doing like some really. What did we do? I think we did Omerita by Lamb of God. And we ended up doing uh, In Waves by Trivium, which is n- something we joked around and did in practice. And then we did not play live shows at that point. So that was the worst one for me because I did not take that well. I don't know what it was that day. I was just pissy and it could have been better. It was just it was so fucking hot, man. I think I'm I'm a big guy. And, like I was sweaty and pissy. Like this was supposed <laughs> to go really well because people started walking away from the, the fucking overhang too. And I was like, oh, I was so fucking mad that the power went out. And so I went back to the stage later and, and more bands played like the next band had no problem. And they had two more rigs hooked up to it. So this <laughs> is like, it, so being, cause I finished that bottle of Jameson that night and I was, I, yeah. Let's just say that was rough. <laughs> I'm choosing my words wisely. <laughs> that that was a rough one for me personally.
0: It sounds it. It sounds it. And we'll move on to when you guys are on tour then. What kind of antics do you guys get up to backstage and maybe back at the hotel? Any wild parties or are you more like choir boys?
2: Oh god. <laughs> man, nothing but choir boys, that's for damn sure. Like we don't get we don't get fucking wild, man, because like you know, we're still young, like, we're, we're not making sorry, we're a young band. Like, I'm getting older compared to, like, my uh, guitar like player is, like, 26 or some shit. And um, we, we just go back and drink and have a good time. We don't do anything fucking crazy. We'll we'll probably play beer pong or some shit. Like, we'd like to have a good time. Like, if people want to come back and party with us, that's fine. We have no problem with that at all. But, uh, there's no crazy antics, I, I wouldn't say. I think a lot of us are kind of dorks. Like, if there's a a console or a system of some sort will play games it's mainly drinking <laughs> right. and, and, I, and smoking greenery I, I don't know if uh, I can't can I
0: say that you can, can say whatever you want
2: <laughs> well I just don't want it to be like it's illegal in some states it's legal in some states here I actually have no idea what the stance on marijuana is in Ireland now that I think about it, it.
0: is illegal completely <laughs>
2: damn it i didn't say anything we actually we go to church we read our bibles we do all that
0: Ah, um i see
2: (laughs) (laughs) we do not partake in any of the greenery Uh, but it's really calm man uh if other bands get involved like definitely like beer bong tournaments or something like we'll play drinking games and have a good time
0: Mm. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. And what is your pre-show and post show ritual then? How do you psych yourself up and then how do you wind down afterwards?
2: Mine is a little bit different just because of uh I still get stage pride pretty bad. Um it used to be so much worse in the beginning. They have a rule. The management and the rest of the band have a rule. They call it two beer drew, which is actually a fucking lie because I need more than two beers than at that point it's usually like three beers and like two shots right and then you know i do my vocal warm-up i'll smoke me a cigarette then and then we'll um we'll do like a band prayer and then we'll hit the stage that's kind of our as a group i can't speak for the other guys usually everybody else is getting amped up in their own way or usually drinking it's it's we're a drinking band for sure (laughs) and then afterwards it's uh More drinking, basically. That's (laughs) all that happens afterwards. We just don't want to be too fucked up for the show. We want to put on a good show for everybody, but we want to have fun while we're doing it and have everybody else have fun. And then we like to party with everybody
0: afterwards. Sounds good. Sounds good. And one thing I find interesting is, say Saturday night you play the biggest show of your career yet. It goes perfectly. You wake up Sunday morning. It's back to reality. You have the post gig or the post tour blues. How do you deal with it?
2: Oh my god, I do not deal with it well. <laughs> <laughs> deal with it well, man. I can live on that 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 high if especially if it's especially tour. Like touring is a big thing for me. Uh but after a show, you know, you if it's not on a tour, like say if it's a home show, like that Blackstone Cherry show, you know, we played on a Thursday, and then I wake up and I go back to work the next day and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> like fucking hey like we had a great time I, I even worked that day i worked half a day and then did the black Seven cherry show actually i did that with cherry two weeks ago i worked half a day and then had to go back to work the next day but um tour has been the worst so you're, you're gone for you know a couple of weeks you're gone for a month you're gone for three weeks whatever the hell it is and you're playing shows. You get to hang out with people. People want to talk to you. People want to buy your merchandise. They want to take per- pictures with you. They want you to sign, you know, their titties or some shit. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm going back to work like a day later or something like that. And it's like, hey man, we need all the we need all this material. We got to get this in. I need you to cut this. I need this shit. I'm like, fucking, Like, can we not? nobody knows what the fuck just happened. you like the guys at work. Just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to do this shit for a living. I understand that I'm here and I, I don't hate my job. It's just not what I want to do. You know, I, I like the guys I work with. I doubt they'll ever hear this, but big shout out to Mauricio Hector and Oscar. The guys are awesome. I love you guys, but I want to do music. Damn it. And uh, so, you know, coming back to like, like these guys and they asked me how everything was and I'm like, that's cool. Let's get back to work.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's, a, it's a different world, man. It's a different world. Hopefully we can actually get all of us paid a little bit to where we can actually do music for a living. That is the dream. That is the don't have to be a shit ton. I'm not asking to be a a rock star like Vince Neal or Mike Crew when they get, you know, million dollar contracts and then blow it on drugs or anything. You know, just something to make a living off of to where we can tour six months out of the year. That's all I'm asking. Not a whole lot to ask for.
0: No, not really.
2: (laughs) But it's also that's a huge risk for a label to do that too.
0: So I get it. Yeah. And how do you guys measure success when it comes to the band?
2: Holy shit! I don't even think we know the answer to that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guess popularity. I mean, um, at this point, you know, it's still we've played with you know decent sized bands that are still you know still not making money so it's that that can be like a it gets set you back a little bit if you think about it like you're like damn like these guys are actually pretty big you know in the underground and they're still kind of not making like a lot of money right now but um i guess exposure playing different markets uh i think it's cool as shit that i'm talking to you right now i think we're doing really like this is success in a way (sighs) Yeah, And it's such a big way for me to be talking to for somebody from a different country. So, I mean, I think we're succeeding, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. And, yeah, uh, definitely.
2: Yeah, you know, I want more. Like I said, we all want more. I want to be able to do more, but uh, I guess, I guess it would be popularity and I hate it to be like a numbers game on social media, but even promoters look at that. How many followers you got on Spotify? How many followers you got on Facebook? That sucks. I mean, so I don't base success off of that, I guess per se. I do and I don't. I just, you know, if we show up to like to a different city we've never been in, people are wanting to hang out with us and talk to us afterwards. I guess that's success to me. You know, I want it to grow for sure, but uh, I don't. That's a weird question to answer, man. I don't know what we base (laughs) success off of. Damn it, you've thrown some curveballs at me today, man.
0: (laughs) They only get harder from now. I'm sorry to say.
1: Oh, shit. I need another beard.
0: <laughs> and the next one. So in All right. 30, 40 years time, you're rocking the nursing home. You look back at your career. What do you want your legacy to be?
2: Oh, my God. I hope I don't make it to a nursing home. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, in a way, I guess. I don't know. Like a, like getting old scares the shit out of me. I hope I can afford actually like a decent, <laughs> a decent <laughs> old folks home at that point in time. I don't know. My girlfriend might kick me. out. Well, she'll probably be my wife at some point before then. But anyway, um, shit. I don't know, man. Just having, damn. You are you are making these a lot harder. I haven't even <laughs> thought about. It. Like, I, we're all, everybody's such a small little blip in history, you know. Um, I want my my words. I want lyrics to live on. I've got you know. I need to have at least one song that everybody's like, damn. That's the shit right there, you know, not it doesn't have to be like Beatles level or anything like that. But just one song that like a good amount of people are going like, damn, like the you know, I wish I could have wrote that type thing. I guess that's what I'm I'm kind of leaning on. Lyrics are really big for me. Um, Like I said earlier, they're supposed to have meaning. There's supposed to be emotion behind it. People are supposed to connect. It's not supposed to be about beer back roads or. Wet vaginas or whatever the fuck everybody else fucking writes about, you know. Yeah, um, it's supposed to be real life experiences and um, holy shit, we've been full of them here in Seven Stones, that's for sure. Now, if I could put them on paper and actually make a something catchy out of it, it would be great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would
2: help, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it would help a little bit. It might not do shit, but I know I wrote it. That's why we feel better about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And before we dive into the last couple of questions, so what are your future plans? Any follow up music, any big tours, gigs coming.
2: Uh as of now, um we're we're just doing this tour, which is actually huge for us to be doing a tour with Texas Hippie Coalition. So we're really pumped about that. Like we we're getting to play in Texas with Texas Hippie Coalition, starting out the tour, which is fucking <laughs> insane. Yeah. Um <laughs> and I think it's gonna be a blast. We're going to New Orleans after that. That's gonna be a huge party. Um and I, I like, I don't, I don't know what everybody knows in Ireland. If you guys know about new Orleans being like a crazy ass party city or yeah, if it's yeah, we do. Okay. <laughs> Cause I, my, I'm a dumbass man. I like, I'd be <laughs> like, Oh, we're where right now. Like, Oh, this is supposed <laughs> to be a big deal. Yeah. What a jackass I am and I am, but, uh, but, uh, we're, um, we're doing this tour. We're doing, um, we're doing a battle of the bands in Sturgis, South Dakota, in the middle of the tour. So we have like six days off after we're playing Maryland, and then we have to drive to Sturgis, South Dakota, and we're doing the battle of the bands. And um, and then if we win that, um, I'm not sure. Like I've heard we could open for like if you win that, you could open for ZZ Top at, Surge- at, at Sturgis, the actual bike rally back in August.
0: Holy crap!
2: Yeah, holy shit! We're Right. <laughs> So, like, so we don't know if that's going to fucking happen, you know, which we're going to do what we do for sure, you know, in that battle of the bands and, like, get at it, have a fucking blast doing it. And, you know, we don't know what we go from there. But uh, then we finish out the tour and then I think we have to kind of recuperate. And then we're probably going to talk to Pavement a little bit more about, like, what's been going on, you know, how successful this has been. And uh, if not, we need to. Work for a couple more months and then save up some money before we decide to go on a different tour or not. But we plan on touring more for sure. You know, if, uh, if, if you know, as long as the tour's taken care of, we'll, we'll keep fucking playing. That's for damn sure. There's no crazy things. But I would love to be back in South Dakota in August opening for ZZ Top if we win that battle of the bands. That is, a, uh, which I don't even, still don't even know if that's actually a thing. That that might just be like hearsay for all I'm <laughs> really aware of. God damn it! I want that to be it.
0: Hopefully. But either way, I
2: want to win the fucking battle of the bands. Anyway, I'm too competitive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be ours. I don't give a shit if we're open up for Millie Vanilli. Like I'll <laughs> f-
0: <laughs> yeah. still it'd be that would make for an interesting gig.
2: <laughs> we play our stuff live, by the way. That was a horrible fucking. Well, <laughs> damn at <it>, Millie Vanilli. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sure there's listeners now that are too young and are like, who the hell is Million Vanilla?
2: <laughs> who, who the hell is Seven Stones? And who the <laughs> fuck is Finley? I'm glad you got a reference, too, because, I mean, I, I, I'm just weird with music. I, I grew up watching VH1 in late hours of the evening when I was a kid, when I was supposed to not to, or supposed yeah. to not.
0: Oh, my God. Can I even speak English? <laughs> <I'm in shock. laughs>
2: But yeah, yeah, that's how I learned. Off of that was like behind the music and like crazy ass things. Yeah,
0: yeah, me too, me too. And uh, I suppose we'll dive into the last couple of questions. So these are a mix of very hard and very weird. So I'm looking forward to your answers. I like weird. Right, if you could see any performer from history in concert for one night only, who would it be?
2: Fuck. Oh my God, there's so fucking many. Um, I think, but I'm going to go with what, based off of right now. Okay. Of what I'm feeling right now, because there is a shit ton. But I want to see, oh my God, I just, I've started changing my mind already. Damn <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> I think I w- I would choose, um, it's it's a toss up between Pantera and Alice and Chains with Lane Staley. Uh, I, those are my, my two fuck. I've seen Allison Chains, you know, like a couple of years ago with uh, William Duvall. They're fucking amazing. So I want to see him with Lane, but I think I'd have to choose Pantera. I want to see Dimebag and Vinny play.
0: That makes sense. Makes sense. Very tough choice, though. But yeah, it makes sense.
2: And the, the, don't get me wrong, like Steve Ray Vaughn and Double Trouble's in there. Uh, Elvis would be somebody I want to see, too. Um there's, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot that's going on in my mind right now.
0: And, uh, the next one. So this is where the weirdness comes into. If you had to spend 24 hours locked in a room with any musician from history, who would it be?
2: Huh? It would not be Gigi Allen. I can tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good call.
2: less <laughs> no in peace or whatever, Gigi, but it would not be Gigi Allen. Um, budge yeah i'm i'm trying to center myself too at the same time <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks babe <laughs> love you i don't know if you heard her in the background she said you're past that point like yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> let's see um past and present let's see i've got to think of being I don't know if I'm going for lyrics. Well, did I suck at guitar, so that's kind of a moot fucking point. Um, trying to think. You got me on, the, like, I don't know. You know what? I think I'm going to go with my, God oh, damn, I got to keep burping like a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to choose Miles Kennedy from Alter Bridge. I, his, his writing is something else, man. And not to mention he shreds. God, that's so fucking good! And I actually got to watch him this past Sunday. Alter Bridge and Seven Dust were in town, and phenomenal show as always. But <laughs> I would choose Miles.
0: Good one, a good one. Makes sense. And uh, the final one. So this may just be the hardest one. What song would appear on the soundtrack to your life? Shit, something I've written or it, anything. It can be anything. Something you've wrote or a song by someone else.
1: But,
2: I definitely, it's not gonna be a song that I fucking (laughs) Damn it. Uh, holy shit. A soundtrack to my life? Is this like near the beginning, the end, the middle? Like, hold on. I need some, I need some, uh, more details here.
0: Or just in, (laughs) say there's a movie made of your life and it's a montage of your life, you know, and the soundtrack plays over it.
2: (laughs) Oh, sweet baby (laughs) Jesus. What a fucking question. Um, if the first thing that comes to my mind. This could be a joke answer at the same time. But if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. I think should be in there uh, <laughs> somewhere. in that, uh, Montage. Oh my god! Can we think of the dude's name? My fucking jackass. Uh, uh, but uh, I love him too. I can't even think of his name. Uh, hold on. Let me think here. Damn it! I'm tapping the table. You definitely throw it. Yeah, you. Touche. I'm saying this is the hardest question so far. <laughs> this is a very hard question to answer. Yeah, Roger Allen Wade. Thank you. My girlfriend chiming in. Roger Allen Wade, if <laughs> you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough was the song I was thinking of. But let's see. Um it has to have a lot of uh, cussing in it. That's <laughs> me. I like I don't know. You know what? I think I am going to go with Roger Allen Wade. I think I'm going to go with if, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. It's got to be Roger Allen Wade. I'm going to do that. That classic country like sounding song, like because I'm a jackass. I got I've done a lot of dumb shit in my but it should be honestly. Hey, write that down, Tori. If I die before you do, you better that better be in my fucking shit.
0: (laughs) Oh man, that's actually I think the best answer I've got to that question.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I can't, dude. I don't. I'm do not take myself seriously, so it can't be some sweet. Great fucking song! It, it I think, it's got to be. Yeah, if you're gonna be dumb. You gotta be tough. And if people do not know that song, if you ever seen, I think it's the first Jackass movie with Project yep. Like, yeah, it in there? Yeah, that is that song. That would be me. <laughs> and it'd be a short montage because,
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Listen, Drew, this has been an absolute blast. I mean, it' one of the funniest episodes I've done. Thanks a million.
2: Ah, oh, dude, I've had the best time. Thank you so much. Concerts that made us.
0: This episode. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're interested in signing up the Band Builder Academy, use the link in the show notes below and enter the code Concerts, and you'll receive ten percent off. So, until next time, keep rocking! Hey, hey, what are you guys still doing here? The show is over.